0: From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne Zubac. That's right, another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything 5A, 4A in that Boise metro area, week in, week out, and normally this is the time where I would bring in Wayne DeZubac, our host. I'm Brandon Bainey, by the way. But uh, Wayne uh, was tied up this week, and so I thought, what better opportunity than to bring on the state championship winning boys basketball coach from Hawaii, Andy Harrington. Andy, uh, welcome to the SIC PrepCast. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so a couple of days removed from that that uh, tight championship win on Saturday night. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, good. Good good i'm i'm happy that yeah, i'm pretty tired right now but um yeah it was a good season and i'm glad that we were able to find a way there on saturday night to to win that so been been feeling good
0: are you are you tired still just from the emotion of it all from saturday or just because you're still trying to get caught up on like a normal schedule now?
1: catching up on sleep just in terms of the the i mean we were the late game every night so we were we had our scouts ready, but we were grinding with film every night. So we were going to bed late just so we'd had it ready in the morning.
0: Definitely. Well, you were the only top seed or higher seeded team that didn't get upset in the first round. How did you guys, uh, as you were watching these other results happen, were you, were you feeling nervous
1: at all about that? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say nervous. I was just caught off guard. Like the Lake city one really caught me off guard, um, sitting in the, in the arena and watching that unfold. I just, I kept like I was around my staff and some of our parents, and obviously our parents were a little excited about that because you know like City was pretty good, um, not to take anything away from Centennial, but uh, I was I didn't say anything for like 15 minutes just because I I couldn't believe that they had lost, um, and then the Rigby Eagle game starts out like 39 to nine or 29 to nine, sorry, 29 to nine, I'm like oh my gosh, we gotta like we need to make sure that our guys are ready to play. Um, and then, obviously, Meridian beat Ma- uh, Madison. So it was like, guys, like if you don't show up, we're going to be the fourth one to get upset. So,
0: Yeah, so you mentioned uh, trying to do your scouting reports and get ready for the semifinals mm-hmm. and championship. And you, you ended up playing um, SIC teams, conference opponents, yeah. Meridian and yeah. semis, centennial in the championship. Uh, how easy or difficult does that make trying to scout up the, the team you've already seen multiple times in one year?
1: it makes it easy in just the aspect of scouting because our guys know those guys. So if I'm like Austin Ramos is a shooter, guys, they already, you know, there's no question that they know that, um, beating all three of those teams for a third time in our season was not an easy task, especially with just, those are all quality teams that continue to get better and better throughout the year. And, you know, when, when you're supposed to win, it's harder to just, make changes on the fly rather than you can try different things if you're the underdog is why not? Um, I mean, I think Mountain View started four seniors Centennial started four seniors and Meridian started five. So those, those are some upperclassmen guys that we were battling against.
0: So in terms of the conference this year, the five ASIC, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys and Eagle, were were the two best teams in terms of record, and then like I thought, like yeah. three three through like seven or eight, it was all kind of just globed yeah. up, and everybody was kind of capable of beating up on each other. And we saw that with Centennial getting all the way to the yeah. championship game. When you look back at how competitive the the middle part of the league was, does that make mm-hmm. you appreciate the fact more that that you were able to, for the most part, um, show that you were one of the best teams in the conference along with Eagle?
1: Yeah, I, I heard a lot of whispers throughout the year of uh, the SIC being down. And, you know, I was, you know, it's our first year in the SIC as a staff, so I wasn't sure. But um, I was really happy to see all of those teams have success. You know, Meridian, Meridian was banged up at the start of the year. Um, and they, when they got rolling, they were really, really good. So, uh, and Centennial, too, obviously, they, they played, some, they were such a good team in that state tournament. I mean, that championship was. Um, they were playing at a different level than the last time we had seen them. So it was good to it was good to see our conference represented. all those teams are good teams.
0: Yeah, and you had uh, tight games in the semis and championship. you mm-hmm. mentioned it, obviously, overtime with Meridian in the semifinals. And, and Titus yeah. Bailey really stepped up in that, in that mm-hmm. semifinal game. And he, you know, he kind of became a forgotten figure, you know, at the start of the year we talked about, Oh, why yeah. he's got all these great players. And then, you know, he kind of uh, went to the back of everybody's minds. And then as mm-hmm. we got towards the end of the season, he kind of reemerged. but what was his development yeah. like? Over the, over
1: the year? Um, he had a really, really good summer for us. Honestly, before Liam started playing with us, Titus was leading us in scoring in the summer. Um, and then I, he just kind of lost his confidence in the shot, I think. And you know, he played football, so he he was out of rhythm. Shooters are rhythm guys, and you know, I think that it took him some time to find his rhythm, similar to some of the guys I would say on Meridian and a few other schools. That uh, Gage Jones at Eagle, it, it took them a little time to, you know, okay, I'm going from football to basketball. Um, and I think Titus, over the course of the year, became a really, really good player. You know, I, at the start of the year, he was rebounding and he was 94 feet guarding the other team's best guard every game. So I was like, you know, I know his shooting's going to come, but what he's giving us on the other side of the floor is just so important, but he's a really good player. Um, he definitely got, as the season progressed, he definitely got noticed by some colleges as well. So that was really exciting for just to see that.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that because you've gotten a lot of college buzz around around your team. Obviously, mm-hmm. with Jack Payne committing to Colorado State, You yeah. went to that that uh, Damian Classic in California, mm-hmm. and Liam Campbell got offered from USC while he was down there. Yeah. Um, how how excited does that make your players, knowing that hey, we've we've got a coach and, and a team that has a chance to put our names on the map to try and go play at that next level?
1: It's just exciting, like Leon getting offered by USC and Titus, and then I, NAIA school reached out to Titus and is going to con- recruit him heavily. I think, like, for me, it's the same thing, whether it's USC or that school. I think it's a big deal for all of these kids. And, um, I was really excited for, for Titus and our guys just to continue to get that respect from those schools because they are good players, and Idaho has a ton of them. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's why we do it. It's, you know, the wins and losses is, is we all want to win, but getting, getting these guys good opportunities to be successful is more important in my opinion.
0: For sure. So tell me a little bit about the Damien classic. Is that, do you have to get invited to that tournament? Is it one that you apply for? How did you, how did Hawaii end up going to this humongous tournament down in California?
1: Um, We were playing in section seven, the second weekend and Scott Garson, who I work for at College of Idaho, was sitting on the baseline with, like, 40 other Division One coaches. And there's the guy that runs Damian Frank Burleson, who's a big-time West Coast scout, sitting on that baseline. And I think he was kind of, like, joking with Scott. He's like, oh, these guys from Idaho are about to play this team from L.A. Like, I know how this is going to wind up. And... And Scott had told me this. Scott was like, hey, I, I tapped him on the leg. I'm like, hey, man, it's going to be a lot closer than you think. Like, You're going to be surprised by these guys. And we ended up beating that team by about 18. And it, we ran away with it early. Um, and the guy was so impressed with us that he got my contact information. Uh, and Frank's a really, really great guy. And he invited us to their event. They have, um, they have seven brackets. So I'm not sure how it works with like a fifth through seventh bracket you know i'm sure that you can find your way into something like that but when he was like i want you in our platinum bracket with corona centennial and whoever the heck else it was like all right i'm in you know that's that's a no-brainer because those 16 teams were really good
0: yeah and you were carrying the torch not just for hawaii but really i thought for the state of idaho to show that hey yeah we've got guys that can ball up here
1: yeah i mean we're not the only school in the state that's really good and we just wanted to continue to prove like these guys, we can go to, we can go to battle with anyone. um Wanda who we beat, lost to Corona, the day before lost to Corona Centennial by three and Corona Centennial just won the whole thing down there. And they're like nationally ranked in the top 10. So, you know, for us, it's just like, I know we're from Idaho and maybe we don't look the part all the time, but we have really, really good players.
0: Yeah, you uh, obviously had a very successful season, uh, competing well in California, winning the state title. What what mm-hmm. was the most difficult moment for you as a coach this past year? Where did you face the most adversity with this team?
1: Um, I, there there are different aspects of adversity. I think the Eagle game, the first time we played them, was really good because it exposed some things that we were doing both schematically and conceptually that we had to fix as a as a team, including like our rotations, our Positions, how we were guarding, how we were guarding ball screens, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the biggest adversity that we really saw was in the state tournament. Just we hadn't had a lot of close games um, throughout our season outside of after California and Mountain uh, View. We were tied at halftime, and I think we got that to 15 in the second half. But outside of the Meridian District semifinal game, a lot of our games were you know 10 plus point, 10 to 20 to 30 point wins. So To have three games where you had to execute at the end of the game and make your free throws, take care of the ball, which we didn't make all of our free throws, but, um, you know, winning at the end of the game with young guys and inexperienced guys in front of like first centennial 12,000 people or whatever is not an easy task.
0: Yeah, talk to me about that championship because every time you guys seemed to to throw a punch, Centennial was mm-hmm. right there to respond. Especially in that second half, you guys got on a little bit, a little little mini run, yeah. and then they went on a little mini run going to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh man, here we go. But in that fourth yeah. quarter, you guys finally pulled away. What what did you guys do in that fourth quarter that Centennial didn't that allowed you to get that win?
1: Um. I think we executed some of our plays that we had been kind of saving just for a moment like that, that we needed to get a bucket and Titus Bailey hit a big three and then we got Liam on the back door to go up seven. And then it just, I could feel the momentum shifting with our defense. I felt like our defense was starting to make them really uncomfortable um, to where they couldn't run their actions. And so if we could just get a few baskets, then we were going to be able to push or extend that lead and early in that half, or sorry, quarter we we did, and then we got it to about nine, and I was like, okay, I'm, we're we're in a good spot here. Um, we missed a few front end free throw one and ones from there that made it put it back to four, uh, which I would have liked to have seen us just make those, so it didn't have to be like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we we made the stops that we needed to, and we hit some free throws, so it was it was good. They, credit to them, they had an amazing, they had a really good team, and they played their best basketball at the end of the year, which is a credit to Coach spot um so good like seriously they were they played great
0: yeah and in terms of like fans in the arena obviously you have their fans and they have theirs but then all the neutral fans that were there just to watch i think we're probably Mm -hmm. going for centennial because they wanted to see that underdog so so how do i mean (laughs) how does that feel knowing that probably like three-fourths of the (laughs) arena is against you uh
1: i mean we saw it quite often during our district and state you know um teams would hang around or not teams, not necessarily like the players but you'd see the other programs fans hang around if they won and they were definitely with that other school that we were playing so we were kind of used to that um but i just thought atmosphere was incredible just seeing that crowd and i i mean it was packed to a brim but like people on the far far left side um like those are moments that these those kids will remember forever and that's what it's all about is giving these guys just a great experience. And it's good for our state. Like, I think, I mean, those crowds this year were big time and the student sections were big time. So I hope that that can continue because that's what high school basketball is supposed to be about.
0: Definitely. So you lose two seniors from your team this mm-hmm. year, right?
1: Yeah. So you, Jack and Braden.
0: You've got a lot of guys coming back. How do you, uh, because certain guys will say, well, I started last year, but you have to put yeah. in the work in of the off season to earn that starting spot again the next year. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we will have, we'll have a lot of guys back. And I think that I think we're going to get better in terms of our guys, just developing, you know, like Liam, I know everyone just expected Liam to be this crazy good player because he's got a USC offer, but I think people forget Liam's a sophomore in high school. Um, and jackson rasmussen as a freshman at six seven whatever is a freshman um so you know i think overall all those guys titus preston barrett all those cam downey jackson rogers mac um you can go on and on sticks these guys are going to develop and get better they're going to mature but they're also just went through a season of playing a ton of basketball together where like now we can build on things in the summer that last summer it was like hey i'm you know what's your name? I'm so and so. We're gonna play hard together, and we're gonna move the ball. But I have no idea what you're good at. You know, so I'm excited for that to continue to work with that group.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you: You had a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the varsity team. How did that? How did that impact those lower levels? Your JV, your mm-hmm. your sophomore, your freshman teams.
1: Uh Definitely, I don't want to say watered it down, but I mean, our JV still had a good year. Coach Warnicky and Coach Nugent were really. They, they made the district semifinals, um, but. It wasn't what a traditional team should look like, just in the sense of like a few of my freshmen, they're really good, but they would have benefited from playing a year of JV where they could be the guy. And I mean, even Cam Downey, watching him play in our state championship, which he hit a three and had a big time pass to Jack. And he may have been, him and Titus are probably our two best on ball defenders, but Cam Downey's going to be a dude. And if I could have had him playing more JV where he had the ball in his hands and was creating and getting that confidence to be aggressive with his shot, you know, in, in two or three years, I'd like to see guys like that be on that JV team.
0: Yeah. And you just have to build the program, right? Because what's, what's the uh, eighth grade class looking like for Hawaii?
1: It's up in the air just because we pull from star middle, which there's some good players there, but then also sawtooth. And I honestly don't know necessarily sawtooth feeds into like three different high schools. Um, so I know we have some good players coming, but I don't know necessarily who all of them are yet. So, you know, the one thing I'm learning with the 5A and with Meridian is there's just a ton of good players out there. So I think we'll be in good shape with, um, the kids we have, the young kids we have coming in for sure.
0: Definitely. Uh, so you won the 4A title last year with Middleton mm-hmm. and then you went over to White. Did you ever think that you would be, uh, a, a, a championship coach again at a higher level at a brand new school.
1: Uh, I knew we would have talent. i you know winning winning the big one is it's bigger than just being the best team or the most talented team. you have to have things go your way. so I wasn't sure I knew we had a chance and if you have a chance, then you know you never know what can happen, but Um, As the season continued to progress and we got into the state tournament, I felt really good. Uh, But when I took the job, I was like, you know, I know we're going to be a lot better than a normal first year school because I just see the growth out by Owyhee and how fast houses are going up over there. But I wasn't sure if we would be the number one team in the state.
0: And now here you are having to – take on your old school middleton next year as they move up to 5a you can't shake them andy you can't you can't shake (laughs) these guys how how is that going to change the league you're losing skyview but you're adding nampa and middleton that's going to be a 13 team headache of a schedule how how are you guys even going to schedule that
1: um so what we're going to do is we're going to play each team once um so we'll play 12 teams total and then we have like these rivalry pods where we'll play each other at the start of the year and i think us rocky and eagle and the pod together just because we have nine non conference games and which is really good that we get flexibility with our schedule to go play whoever we all need to play um but we'll play eagle and rocky twice we'll play everyone else once the first time we play those teams it will just it won't count as like a conference game but like the eagle and rocky games for us were the crowds were massive in and, in and, and great environment so we want to definitely keep Giving that to our – you know, everyone in our league has those matchups where their crowds are like that, and we want to keep those going. Um, so, we'll do those, and then we'll all have about seven non-conference games to do as we please.
0: And do you do you anticipate uh, trying to go play at a big tournament again, or are you going to try and play some of those 5A teams? Like, I know that mm-hmm. like Lake City and Coeur d'Alene came down and, and played yeah. some of the other 5A SIC schools. How do you see that Yeah, change? we.
1: We've been we've been juggling some stuff. We have obviously we can go back to the Damien if we would like. Um, so there's a tournament, uh, the Tarkanian Classic, invited us to be in their platinum bracket. Um, there's a tournament out in Baltimore that we're considering, uh, and then there's something in Oregon, bike through Nike as well as Les Schwab. But there's something in Nike that we're kind of talking with them about um, through Peyton Critchard. So. We're kind of weighing that kind of stuff. I definitely want to get our guys out and get exposure. Not to say that we don't want to play the rest of the state, but playing against um, schools like St. Bernard and Etiwanda and Damien, were just so good for not only our experience, but exposure. And we play these teams so often in the summer that the ability to go play someone different is, is pretty fun. I mean, we just went through a district and state tournament where we didn't see anyone outside of our league. So I like to play and see different different things so we can always be prepared for that
0: yeah you you never had to face uh, a team from the east or the north it's just a, a funny how that worked out for yeah. sure so yeah. okay give, give give us one player that might be under the radar for a while, because you obviously bring back a lot of talented players who's one mm-hmm. guy under the radar that we need to keep an eye on maybe this offseason.
1: um man there's a bunch of them that are really good all those juniors are good I think that the guy that you're going to really be surprised at how good he is at, by the time next year he hits is Cameron Downey he'll be a sophomore um, he was arguably our best defender with Titus he's a guy that can really when he gets his confidence going he's going to be able to fill it up so we're excited about him we're excited about all of our guys but I do think Cam is going to be a guy that can take another step that people, some people will be surprised The people in the Valley, I mean, Cam inside this Valley in their league last year was probably the best eighth grader. Um, Jackson obviously moved and, and Mac, Mac didn't play eighth grade ball last year. So, um, I think he's a guy that if you're looking for someone in the state, he'll be, he'll be a good player.
0: Well, I'm so excited to see how all of these guys develop and, um, amplify their games even more. That's a scary thought to think about, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you guys are already pretty good, so sure,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: no doubt. Well, Andy Harrington, first year coach at Hawaii. Thank you for joining us this week on the SIC Prepcast. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch your team throughout the year, and like like I said, you really helped put the state of Idaho on the map. And you're getting yeah. not just your players those opportunities, but now you're getting kids at other schools looks as sure. well, which is great.
1: Sure. Well, and just to go on that note, like thank you to IdahoSports.com and and everyone that's involved with the media aspect, because I definitely have seen an, incre- an increase. Like you guys are doing a great job with that. And we appreciate everything you guys do. So yeah, um, that's what, it, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. That's what we do for us to try and get those yeah. kids uh, more, more exposure. It's, so
1: it's all about the kids and just helping them. And, and for some kids, it's just having a, a great high school basketball experience. That's going to teach them how to be men and for all of them. But you know, there's only a certain percentage that go on to play basketball in college, but I think that our state is doing a really good job of getting back to where the whole community comes out and supports these kids and rallies around it which is really cool. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun seeing that arena full for for that 5A championship game on sure. Saturday night. So, All right. Andy Harrington head coach of Hawaii, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate yeah.
1: it. Thanks again, Brandon. I'll talk All to right. you soon. All right, see you. Right. Bye.
0: All right, that was Andy Harrington, head coach of the Owyhee Storm. Uh, great guest and a great get for us here on the SIC prep cast. Uh, so Wayne Dzubak will be back. We we're gonna take a week off. So we did this between fall and winter sports seasons after the state football championships all got over. We kind of took a week off to step back and decompress and kind of get our bearings about us and we came back after the week and and hit the ground running we're gonna do the same thing for spring sports now over in boise you know i always joke it's the banana belt Uh, the weather over there's a lot milder this time of year so the spring sports schedule isn't going to be impacted too much but for our prep casts that we do for other parts of the state uh, a lot of games already getting wiped out because of bad weather i mean over in east idaho it snowed three inches overnight so uh, we're gonna take a week off across the board on all of our prep casts, and we'll come back in two weeks, refreshed, recharged, ready to go to talk about the spring sp- sports scene. And Wayne Dezubak will be back in two weeks al- along with me, Brandon Bainey. So thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the SIC prepcast. Uh, enjoy the week off, everybody. And we'll see you back here in two weeks on Idahosports.com.